I don't have enough time. There is too much to cover. I can't get everything done. If you have ever said any of those statements yourself, then this episode, teachers, is for you. We are on episode two of the Literacy Lounge, and today we have our very first guest on the show. Sarah Marie is here today to talk to us about literacy routines and how they can completely transform your literacy block. And this is an episode you are not going to want to miss. Before I let her in, let's give Sarah a quick shout out. Sarah Marie has over a decade of experience working as a classroom teacher and school administrator. She is now the CEO of the Stellar Teacher Company and a literacy specialist passionate about helping elementary teachers around the world grow their students into lifelong readers. Sarah's mission is to make teachers' lives a little bit easier by providing them with endless encouragement, effective strategies, and engaging no-fluff resources. Sarah is also the host of the Stellar Teacher Podcast, where she loves to share her favorite literacy tips each week. It's a great podcast. If you don't listen to that one, definitely go check it out. So teachers, welcome to the Literacy Lounge. Teaching skills like reading comprehension doesn't have to be overwhelming. With the right tools and strategies in place, you can find success for you and your students. Step into the Literacy Lounge, the podcast that will give you the what, why, and how to elevate your literacy instruction and get the results you've always wanted. Here's your host and veteran elementary school teacher, Sierra Harris. Welcome, Sarah. It's so good to have you on the show. Thanks for having me, Sierra. I am so excited to be here. And congratulations on starting your podcast. Super exciting. Uh, Thank you. Uh, It's definitely new, different, fun, but it's been great so far. But how does it feel to be the first guest inside the Literacy Lounge? I feel very honored. I love chatting literacy. I love connecting with other like-minded friends just like you. And so I feel, like I said, very honored and thrilled that you'd consider having me and just super excited for our conversation today. Yeah, me too. I'm so excited to have you here to share your expertise with educators out there who are listening. And I know, just like me, that you have been staying up to date on like current science of reading research, and you share a lot about that over on your podcast, The Stellar Teacher Podcast, which I love, by the way. And so with our current science of reading knowledge and everything kind of happening in education right now, why do you think teachers struggle to kind of fit everything in, specifically like referring to their literacy block? Yeah, I feel like this challenge of like fitting everything in has been a forever challenge. I think even before the science of reading became a big topic of conversation, I know I felt the struggle of trying to fit everything in, you know, as a first year teacher and even as a 10 year teacher, I just felt overwhelmed with this. Like there's so much on my plate and I just feel like I have another, I never have enough time. And I feel like this is a particularly big challenge, especially in upper elementary. And I kind of think there's a few factors that play into it. You know, there are a lot of elements that go into becoming a skilled reader and writer. It's not like we just teach a single reading lesson and call it a day. You know, we need to be intentional about teaching vocabulary and word study skills. We need to explicitly teach our students about syntax and sentence structure so they know how to read and write complex sentences. We need to address things like comprehension and fluency and phonological awareness. And, you know, this is something that I feel like the science of reading research really highlights But teaching literacy is really complex, and there's a lot that we need to balance and give time to in order for our students to be successful. 
But in addition to that, there's also a lot of standards, regardless of what state you teach in, there's a lot of standards that really need to be covered in upper elementary. And I think a big challenge in upper elementary is that we also have this added pressure of getting students caught up because, you know, if you are a third, fourth, or fifth grade teacher, more than likely you are also going to have students who are still working on basic decoding skills, or you have students that can't write a complete sentence. So in addition to, you know, trying to get your students to master your grade level standards, you are also trying to get your students caught up to, you know, the current level. So that way they can be successful in your grade level. And I think sort of another reason why we have a hard time fitting it all in is because teachers are given these boxed curriculums or district mandated programs that they are expected to follow. Yet, I'm sure, as you know, there's oftentimes gaps in these programs and teachers are then left on their own to try to find additional resources or find time in their day to really catch their students up. So we always want to fit everything in because we feel sort of this need to, but there are, I think, so many things just in the educational system that are making it challenging for teachers to get everything done in a single literacy block. Absolutely. I guarantee you every teacher out there listening is nodding their head and saying, preach, preach, because yes, it's, <laughs> there's so much on teachers' plates. And I think, you know, it's great that we have all this research now that finally coming to surface, even though it's been around forever, but I think a lot of it's just feeling like there's just always so much to do. So I guess the question on everyone's mind is, what are some things that teachers can do to help kind of alleviate the stress or the pressure of trying to fit everything in? Yeah, I feel like this is something that I really sort of like grappled with for a few years when I was in the classroom. I am a bit of a perfectionist and it's like, I want to have everything fit perfectly. And I, you know, wanted to make sure that I could check all my boxes and make sure that it's like, okay, every day we're doing our read aloud and our small group and our vocabulary and, you know, have time for the for fun side of things too. And I, I realized that I just didn't have time to do it all every single day. And so I think there are really a couple of things that teachers can do. I think the first thing, which is a little bit more like of a mindset thing, is to really focus on what you can control. You know, so often teachers say, I just wish I had more time. If I had 20 more minutes, if I had 30 more minutes, if I had, you know, one more day, mm -hmm. you know, then everything would work. But the reality of it is, is we usually can't add more time into our instructional day. So rather than spending our mental energy wishing we had more time, we really just need to be intentional and commit to using the time that we do have and really maximizing and utilizing that time well. And so I think that's one thing. I think the other thing that is also maybe difficult for teachers to accept, but I think really important, is we have to recognize that not everything we do in our literacy block needs to be taught every single day in order for our students to achieve mastery. We don't have to do a vocabulary lesson every single day. We don't have to pull small groups every single day. You know, we don't have to work on writing every single day. Would it be nice? Absolutely. And if you have a two-hour literacy block or longer, you probably do have time to do those things every day. But if you are, you know, working with 45 minutes or 60 minutes, be okay with not doing everything every single day. And I think once you sort of give yourself the gift of kind of letting go a little bit, you'll recognize that it's like, okay, my students can still be successful when we're not doing everything every single day. But I also think a really practical thing that teachers can do, and this had a really huge impact on my 
instruction. And, you know, once I sort of made this realization, I was like, okay, I actually can get a lot more done in the time that I have. And this is something that we really help our teachers with inside our membership community. And I talk about this a lot on my podcast. But one of the things that you really can do to maximize the time you do have is to incorporate literacy routines into all parts of your literacy block, like literally have like five or six different literacy routines going in your literacy block at one time. Yeah, that sounds fascinating. So what do you consider a literacy routine? Yeah, so I think of a literacy routine as really anything that has a repeatable set of steps or is a process that students can follow. And if a teacher thinks about it, your instructional day probably already has routines built into it. You probably have a morning routine for when your students enter the classroom. They follow a similar set of steps. You probably have a routine at the end of the day when your students are packing up. You know, they need to write down their homework and grab their backpack and stack their chair on top of their desk. So all of those things are routines. So we just want to make sure that we are going to take our literacy block and we are going to add routines for all parts of your literacy block. So have a really intentional routine for how you structure and teach your whole group lessons. Have a routine for how you structure and teach your small group lessons. Have a routine for your read aloud. Have a routine for your word study instruction. Have a routine for your independent practice. Have a routine routine for, you know, your closure, for your writing, anything you do during your literacy block, turn it into a routine. I always say that you want your literacy block to be filled with predictable routines that you and your students can easily follow because we thrive off of predictability and routine. You know, one of our teachers that's been in our membership for a while, she just finished her first year of teaching last year, and she was telling me how it took her a few months to actually put routines in place. You know, she kind of had this idea that it's like, I want every day to be fun and different and exciting. But she's like, I got to the point where I was just so exhausted and so tired of trying to reinvent the wheel every single day. And once I started to put routines in place, I really saw how it benefited my students, and I really saw how it helped me feel more confident in my teaching. And so I think there's just so much power when we put routines in place in our literacy block. Oh, absolutely. I completely agree. And I don't think I could have gotten through the day if it weren't for routines like that. Not only did it make planning kind of like a plug and chug, you know, situation, like I knew exactly what I needed every week because I had these routines set in place, but my kids also knew what to expect. And specifically for your students who have anxiety or any kind of you know, worry and just what's happening, any kind of changes, students who are on the autism spectrum, you know, little things like that, that change throughout the day actually can create a lot of, you know, potential hurdles for them. And so having routines really help them to just know how to kind of get through the time that you have together. So I can see a lot of benefits in that. What other benefits do you feel are there for teachers to put these routines in place? Yeah. So I feel like routines are like, so helpful for teachers and for students. You know, obviously, kind of like you mentioned, routines really save teachers time planning and prepping because it's this plug and chug type of thing. It's like, great, this is what I need for my small group. This is what I need for my read aloud. Whatever your routines look like, you know exactly what to plan and prep each week. But I think one of the biggest sort of gifts that they give teacher is that they really eliminate decision fatigue. Oh, yeah. Teachers make so many decisions during the day. And when you put a routine in place, you no longer have to think about, okay, how am I going to teach my lesson? 
how many questions am I going to ask? What are my students going to do as a response? All of those things have been decided ahead of time when you are setting up your routine for the first time. And so they really help with decision fatigue from the teacher's perspective, but they also really help with classroom management and engagement because they really serve as a roadmap for student participation. You know, you're going to spend so much less time explaining expectations for your students because... If you have a routine that you do every single day for your whole group lessons, your students know exactly how to behave, how to participate, you know, when they're going to engage. And so you're going to have a lot fewer disruptions. But I think one of the biggest benefits that routines give teachers is that they really help teachers accurately predict how long their lessons are going to take. So that way teachers really can realistically create a literacy block schedule that works for their time. So then teachers no longer have to say, oh, I wish I had more time or we didn't have enough time for our read aloud today. We didn't have enough time for our writing lesson. I mean, I feel like that was me for so long. It's like, oh shoot, I didn't, I didn't have enough time to get to that lesson today. But when you implement routines, it really gives you complete power over your time management. Because if you use the same set of routines day after day, you're going to know how long each part of your literacy block is going to take. So you know that your word study routine takes 10 minutes, your whole group lesson takes 15 minutes, each small group is 20 minutes. And all of these times are completely decided upon you. So it's not like you have to try to get a routine into a certain amount of time. You get to come up with the routine. You get to come up with how long it takes. And then you can figure out, you know, how much time do we have every day? Is, you know, small group something we can do every day? Or do we only have time for it, you know, two days? a week. But since you're the one that decides the routines and how long they take, you know, it's a really predictable way for you to guarantee that you're fitting everything in. And so you no longer have to over plan or worry about under planning because you have a very consistent way to get through your literacy lessons. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of benefits for teachers, but what about for students? Do you see any benefits for students with these literacy routines being implemented in the classroom? Yeah. And you mentioned some really good points how, you know, routines are really great for students, especially if they have a learning disability or have anxiety. And that's because routines really are this predictable way for students to anticipate learning. You know, routines really free up students' working memory and they reduce their cognitive load. And a lot of times my students would be focusing their time and energy on the wrong thing. So it's like, what are we doing next? You know, what what activity is coming up? Or like, how do I complete this specific task? Or my students would always be wondering, who's my partner going to be? You know, it's like, those things are great. And that's that's what is going through our students' minds. But if you have a routine in place or your students know exactly what comes after your whole group lesson and how many small group rotations you're going to do, and if they know who their partner is always going to be, and if they're completing the same tasks, they don't have to spend their mental energy focusing on those things. And instead, they can really focus on the content in which you are teaching and learning. So like I said, routines really give students a roadmap for participation and engagement, which I think is necessary if we want them to master the concepts that we're teaching. But I think also routines can really help boost students' confidence. You know, when they follow the same set of routines day after day, they can feel really confident that they know how to be successful. Like I know how to complete this task. I don't have to ask for questions. I don't have to worry if I'm doing something wrong. You know, I feel like I can contribute to the conversation. So especially for students who struggle with learning, routines can be that big boost of confidence because students know how to be successful within the routine. Absolutely. This whole time you're talking about all this, I'm reflecting on not only like my classroom practices, but I'm also thinking about my kids. And I made this switch this past 
when school started back in August, which seems so long ago, but it really wasn't that long ago. But we used to, you know, the kids come home, we have, you know, a routine, but they would always have to do a chore or two when they came home. And every day I would have to sit and figure out what chore am our kids going to do today? And it was like daunting on my end, daunting on their end, because I didn't know what to do. They didn't know what to expect. And every day it was like this battle between us. Now they come home and I literally have a list where it says like, Kennedy, these are your two chores on Monday. And every Monday, it's the exact same thing. Every Tuesday, it's the exact same thing. And it's just posted on the fridge and they know where to go and check it. They know what to do. Their confidence, like you said, the time management of everything is getting faster and faster because they know what to do. Like I just had this aha moment, like Sierra, you've put a routine like that, like exactly like she's mentioning in your home life to make your home life easier as well. Like, so I'm seeing the benefits at home by doing something like this, both for myself, I'm not getting frustrated going, oh my gosh, what chore? I need one more chore. Like, what can my kids be doing? Now it's all planned out. It's mapped out. They know what to do. I know what to do. It gets done and it gets done faster and easier. So I can tell you, right, just from the home perspective, that routines like this can be absolutely game changers. So I can only imagine how teachers who are implementing routines that, you know, you are putting into place are reaping the benefits and then your students the same. So that's amazing. Sorry, I just had to throw it in there. No, I was gonna say, I love that. And I think that is such a good, like, example of the power of routines. Because like you said, you eliminated the decision fatigue. Like you don't have Mm -hmm. to think about how do I get my kids to help out at home? They know exactly what's expected of them so they can come home and be independent. And each week they're probably becoming more efficient with what they're doing because they're able to experience with the success. And all of those things can happen (laughs) within your classroom as well. So I love that example. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I love that they can come home and they don't even need to check now. They're like, oh, it's Tuesday. This is what I do. And they just go do it. So I can only imagine how much easier and smoother classrooms can be ran inside and outside a literacy block with all of these routines. So I know teachers are going, yeah, this is amazing. I want to do this. So I need some examples. Like I want some hardcore examples of what literacy routines ELA teachers could or should incorporate into their classrooms. Do you have some examples you could share? Absolutely. I have like my list of routines could go on and on and on. I'll share a few of my favorite. So I think the important thing to realize is that there's not like this magic, here are the routines that you absolutely have to have in place, or like this is the only routine you can have. You know, a routine is really something that you're going to create or find that works for your students that's going to fill a need. And some teachers might have a need for three or four routines. Some teachers might have a need for one or two. So it really does need to be personalized. Um, a couple of routines that I love encouraging teachers to use in their classroom because I think they have a huge impact. Um, one of them is a sentence writing routine. And And we know that sentences are foundational for both being successful writers and becoming a successful reader. And it's also a skill that our students really struggle with in upper elementary. I don't know about you, but I know as a fourth grade teacher, I often had students who would come to me and were unable to write a complete sentence. So creating a routine that is easy for students to get that sentence writing practice throughout the week, I think is really a good use of your time. And so a sentence writing routine is something that you could use as a warm up for your writing block. So before you jump into writing your essay or your paragraph, you're going to spend five minutes a day focusing on sentence writing work. And, you know, rather than being like every day, I want you to write a sentence or do this worksheet, you're going to actually let students engage in a sentence writing activity that serves a very specific purpose. So a routine that we have is on Monday, 
students look at a picture and then they're going to build a sentence by answering the W question. So they're going to tell you who is in the picture, what are they doing, when is it happening, where is it happening, why is it happening, and each of those details they're going to combine to build a sentence. And it's a really great way to help students understand how to add more details to a sentence and how to put a sentence together in a logical way. On Tuesday, they're going to look at the same picture and they're going to write four different types of sentences. So they're going to write a statement, a question, an exclamation, and a command. And it's a really quick and easy way to help students practice writing a variety of sentence types. On Wednesday, they're going to read three different sentences. They're going to, one of them is going to be a fragment. So they need to read each statement, identify what the fragment is, and then they need to fix the fragment. So they're going to find and fix the fragment. On Thursday, they're given two sentences and they need to figure out how to combine them. So they might combine two simple sentences into a compound sentence. They might combine two simple sentences into a complex sentence. But again, it gives them opportunities combining sentences into or combining ideas into a single sentence. And then on Friday, they're given a sentence that is scrambled and they need to unscramble it and put it in an order that makes sense. And each day, these activities take students, you know, less than five minutes, and they're all different. So students are going to stay engaged and they're going to be interested, but they are, you know, all helping students to develop sentence writing fluency in a variety of ways. You know, we don't want to spend every single day just focusing on fragments because students are going to get bored with that, but we Mm -hmm. want them to be able to understand what a fragment is and how to fix it. You know, we don't want every day to just work on you know, expanding sentences by adding details with the five W questions, but that's a skill that we want students to have. So being really intentional about spending a little bit of time every day focusing on sentence writing, but not doing the same thing necessarily every single day is a really good way to help students develop confidence. After a couple weeks of doing this routine, students know exactly what's expected of them, kind of like your student or your children with their chores. It's like students know, it's like, okay, every Monday, we're going to build a sentence. Every Tuesday, we're going to write four sentence types. And it can be really fun for students because their confidence, you know, builds up over time. But all Mm -hmm. of these tasks in this sentence writing routine are going to translate into their actual writing to help them become stronger, more effective writers. So that's an example of just one routine that you could incorporate into, you know, your literacy block. Another routine that I love to have teachers do is a word of the week routine. And again, we know vocabulary is such an important part of of the literacy block, and it's something that we want to spend time on. I know it's also something that teachers feel like maybe I don't have enough time to spend on, you know, really in-depth vocabulary lessons. So this might be a really good time to bring in a word of the week. And maybe your word of the week is going to have a root in it. And so you're really going to be focusing on that specific root. And so an example could be on Monday, students read a sentence or two sentences that have a word with the root A-U-T-O in it. And, you know, they're going to use context clues to help them figure out what is the meaning of this root and the words with that root. So Monday, they're reading in context. They're making a prediction. Tuesday, they're going to come back to it. They're going to go to a dictionary or some online source and they're going to confirm the meaning and they're going to find the definition. On Tuesday or on Wednesday, they're going to create an image or a symbol that is going to help them remember the meaning of that root. I like that. Mm -hmm. And then on Thursday, they're going to make a list of other words that have that root in it. And then on Friday, they're going to write two or three sentences that have 
a word with that root from the list that they made on Thursday. So again, each day they're doing a different, you know, word study task. The tasks are all going to take five minutes or less. You know, most of these things students can complete in really two to three minutes. But that consistent practice, you know, if every week your students are looking at a different root or a different prefix or suffix, you know, then they're going to start to notice those things in when they're reading or they're going to start to, you know, be much more confident in their use of these words. And when they see them in text, they're going to say, oh, I know what that means. Or I can use this word in my writing a lot more. So it's a really easy way to incorporate word study activities throughout your literacy block without having to dedicate, you know, 20 minutes to a long vocabulary lesson. And it's like, if you had that time to do a lesson that's super in-depth, would that be great? Yeah. But if you only Mm -hmm. have five minutes a day, you can still be really intentional with a word of the week routine to expose your students to roots and prefixes and suffixes. Another routine that I really love to share with teachers, because I know so many teachers struggle with using their small group time in a way that is, I think, useful and helpful. I know I really struggled with over talking during my small group lesson. And I would realize that my students would be at my table for 20 minutes. I would spend like 15 minutes talking the whole time. And then they barely had any time to do anything because I felt this need to teach so much in depth during my small group lessons. But I realized the whole purpose for a small group is so students can practice and I can be there to support. So I came up with this routine for a small group lesson. I call it the 4T model or the 4T framework. And for every small group lesson, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to target a specific objective, whether that is a word study objective, you know, a discussion objective, a comprehension objective, whatever it is, we're going to target the objective. And that's going to take about one minute. The next T is to teach where I'm going to spend less than two minutes teaching. And because what I realized is teaching is really more of a reteach because this is not something new. This is a review of something we've done whole group or something they've learned previously. So we're going to quickly review with an anchor chart or, you know, an example. And then the third T is target. And that's where students are spending the bulk of the lesson. So they're spending about 12 minutes in their small group where they are applying what it is that we just talked about. And then the last T is transfer. And this is where we come back as a whole group or as a small group. And we spend, you know, three to four minutes discussing and they can share what they, you know, read or what they wrote or, you know, we can do a little practice, whatever it is, but we sort of wrap it up and then talk about like when you're reading or writing independently, you want to continue to do these things. So having that framework and knowing that these are the four things I want to cover in every small group lesson, I sort of gave time constraints to them. It really helped me make sure that I was talking less during my small group groups and that my students were having more time to practice. So those are just three routines, examples of routines you could put in place, a sentence writing routine, a word of the week routine, a small group routine. But like I said, you could have a routine for anything, you know, anything that you Mm -hmm. realize is either taking too much time or you want your students to have more practice with, you can easily turn into a routine and it's going to make your life and your students' life so much easier. Oh my goodness. I can absolutely see how, like back to where we started in this conversation, fitting everything in. Like if you had routines like this, you really could get to almost everything you needed to because you're not spending, you know, a godly amount of time on this and that because you really don't, you really don't need to. I think the routines that you shared, the examples you shared are fantastic. And I'm in love, by the way, with that 4T model. Yeah, it it really helps. (laughs) I was gonna say, I've talked about it for sure on the podcast a little bit, but it is because it's just like, I mean, like I said, I was just like, I am spending all of my small groups doing all of the work. I'm the one doing all of the talking and I'm like, this is a waste of time for my students. And so I needed to do something to fix that. So that was a routine that I figured out. 
Fantastic. So, I mean, if you think about a routine, right, it's the same thing kind of over and over and over. Do teachers need to worry about students getting bored with routines? Like if their entire literacy block is filled with routines, won't their instruction become stale after a while? Have you experienced anything like that? Yeah. So I think I get this question a lot from teachers and I completely, I I completely understand where they're coming from. But, you know, I think teachers are looking at this through like a teacher's lens. And I actually think the opposite happens. Rather than students getting bored uh, with the routine, I think the longer a routine is, is in place, the more confident students become and also the more efficient they become. And they start to take a lot more ownership. You know, they start to, because again, going back to how routines really free up students' cognitive memory and their working or their working load and cognitive memory. So it's like that way students have more time to focus on the content. I think students start to realize that as a result of the routine, they are actually making progress towards their goals and they see evidence of, you know, new learning happening in themselves and they see evidence of growth. And I think that's really motivating for students. And so I think routines actually help students become more confident and engaged in their learning. But I also realize that, you know, sometimes think this is just with anything throughout the year. You know, things do become sort of old news. They're not as exciting as they once were. And so I do think it is important for teachers to have just, you know, a few tricks up their sleeves. So when it's like, okay, the routine is becoming a little bit, I don't know if stale is the right word, but if students are used to it, there are things that teachers, yeah, mundane, there's things that teachers can do. So I always loved giving my students the opportunity to do the routine with a partner. So if they're doing something independently, after a couple of weeks, it's like, all right, this week we're doing our word of the week routine with a partner. So that was always a fun way to just sort of like make it exciting again. Like they get to work through it with, with a partner. I also would let some of my students facilitate the routine. When something becomes so routine and students know exactly what to do, they can be the teacher and they can guide the class through it. And so it was always really fun to be like, you know, just pull a popsicle stick and it's like, all right, Kelsey is going to facilitate the routine for the day or whatever it is. And so students would enjoy getting to be the teacher and facilitating the routine and doing it exactly how I would do it. I think also depending on what the routine is, add in a holiday or seasonal twist to it. So if you're doing a word of the week routine, you know, pick out some vocabulary that is related to the season and let students use that as the focus of the content. I think also giving students choice, something like the sentence writing routine or the word of the week routine, you could give students options for the picture that they're going to write about for the week, or you could give them options for the word that they're going to dig deep into. And small little things like that can just spice up the routines and make them more fun and engaging for students. But I also think doing small things that really enhance the ambiance of the routine. So like during your small group lesson, maybe you always turn the lights down and play some soft music. Or, you know, during uh, the sentence writing routine, students get to write with a really fun pen or marker. There are usually so many small variables that we can adjust that are going to make the routine seem a little more exciting without us having to say, oh, this routine is is old, it's mundane, it's stale, we got to scrap it completely. So yeah, there's definitely things that teachers can do to keep them fun, exciting, and engaging for their students. Oh yeah, teachers have lots of ideas up their sleeve, and that's where the creativity in, in it all can come into play. So teachers who are out there listening and they're like, okay, I want to do this, but I'm really not sure where to get started. What would you say is the first step that teachers can take if they have never incorporated literacy routines into their classroom before? Yeah. So I think, you know, start small. If you've never done a routine before, pick one routine to start with. 
take one of the examples that I shared today and use that in your classroom. And the thing is, is that routines exist all over the education space. I talk about them a lot on my podcast. I know that this is not something I came up with. There's plenty of other teachers who have routines. They exist all over the education space. So I think find a routine that you feel like is really going to fill a need in your classroom and is something that really resonates with you. And then plan on introducing that to your students. I think the thing that's important for teachers to remember is that if you really want it to be a routine that is automatic, that is going to save you time and your students can do independently, that it takes time to get to that level. So introduce it as a whole group, model it, do it a couple weeks with your students, let your students practice doing it the wrong way, let them practice doing it the right way, and really dedicate enough time to set them up to be successful with the routine so that way they can eventually become independent on it. I actually had a teacher message me the other day about my sentence writing routine. And she's like, this is great. I really love it. You know, she's like, but after two weeks, I want my students to be more independent. And I was like, I love that you're using this, but like two weeks for a third grader or fourth grader is not that much time for them to become independent, especially you have to think something like the sentence writing routine. If it has a different activity every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, they've only done the build a sentence two times. So sometimes it takes more reps for students to become really independent with the routine. So I think just making sure that you give yourself enough time to set the routine up in your classroom and then really work on building the independence and the confidence. And if you are looking for a really simple routine, I do have a free sample of our sentence writing routine. That's a great place to start. You can grab a copy of that at stellarteacher.com slash sentences. And like I said, you know, start there. And then once you have one routine in place and your students are confident with it, then incorporate another one. And, you know, even though we're a couple months into the school year, it is never too late to get started with routines. You can introduce a routine at any point in the year and it will definitely save you time for the remainder of the year. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that uh, free example or sample with our listeners. That's amazing. Thank you. All right. Well, so overall, I mean, it sounds like having sound and explicit literacy routines and instruction is a solid key to helping teachers fit everything in uh, for students to really be successful. I personally love all of the amazing nuggets, Sarah, that you shared with us today. And I hope that teachers who are listening do too. I know they will. So don't forget, make sure to head over and snag her sentence writing routine. Again, it was stellarteacher.com backslash sentences. Um, And if you haven't checked out Sarah's podcast, the Stellar Teacher Podcast, head over there now and definitely give her a listen. So Sarah, it has been absolutely amazing having you on today. Thank you so much for sharing your expertise and your literacy routines with us. It has just been amazing having you as our first guest. Thank you so much for having me, Sierra. Like I said, I'm so glad that I get to be your first guest. I'm super excited that you're starting this podcast. Excited to see where your little podcasting journey continues and where it takes you. And yeah, this was just a really fun conversation to have with you. Yeah, absolutely it was. And listeners, if you are ready for another episode, episode three of the Literacy Lounge podcast is actually ready for you right now. So click over and take a listen. We're actually going to be talking all about using mentor text explicitly in your classroom to enhance your literacy instruction. And of course, before I go, shameless plug, as always, if you love the content from the Literacy Lounge, please take two minutes to subscribe, share, leave a review, a rating, whatever you have time for. I appreciate your feedback so much. So happy teaching, everyone. And thanks again, Sarah. 
We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Literacy Lounge with Sierra Harris. You can find any of the resources mentioned in the show notes at sierraharristeaching.com slash podcast. If you're looking for more support with close reading, download the free close reading guidebook at www.buildingcomprehension.com slash close dash reading dash guidebook. Until next time, happy reading.